The following message is from Christian Life Austin. For more information about Christian Life, please visit clcaustin.com. Thank you for listening. in the world. Just a day. Just, just a few weeks ago, we celebrated Good Friday, uh, the crucifixion, and following that, Easter Sunday, the day that made the difference in all of our lives. Can you say amen today? In history, you can look back and see how one day made a difference in history. Look back at D-Day, when the Western Allies of World War II launched the largest amphibious invasion in history when they assaulted Normandy on the northern coast of France. June the 6th, 1944, my dad was flying over in an airplane that day to parachute into southern France in preparation for that great event. Those invaders were able to establish a beachhead and In most people's opinion, as far as historians go, that was the turning point of the war in Europe. Allied forces came together, Britain, Canada, French free forces, the United States. And you, if you saw the movie Saving Private Ryan, you have some understanding of the great sacrifice that was paid as wave after wave of allied forces came onto that beach and gave their lives And for that reason, you're sitting here today with the American flag waving over your head rather than some other flag. Aren't you thankful? What a difference a day can make. The Battle of Gettysburg, crucial battle fought in July of 1863, resulted in, this is just hard to, to wrap your hands around, but listen, that a few days at the Battle of Gettysburg, and especially the first day where... They say, they estimate that more U.S. men and women died in a single day than in the entire conflict in Vietnam. Over 50,000 people died at the Battle of Gettysburg. Lincoln's Gettysburg Address uh, ensured, and that battle ensured that America remained a united states and brought forth the birth of freedom of those enslaved. What a difference a day can make. That's history. I could talk to you sitting in this room today about what a difference a day can make in the life of an individual. You probably, as I sit here talking to you, can remember back to a day in your life that had dramatic impact. Maybe there was a sermon. Maybe there was a song. Maybe there was a call. Uh, Maybe you were going through the routine of life, but on that day, something happened that changed the course of your destiny. It was a headline day for you. Everyone who's ever experienced one of those days can tell you in vivid detail about the moment, the setting, the service, the song, the day it took place. Many of you can attest to the fact that one day can change everything. One of my favorite stories in the Bible is found in the second chapter of Luke. It's about an older man 
It was a defining moment in his life. He was going about his priestly duties in the temple. I wonder how many babies that he had looked at, wondering, is this the one? How many uh, robes he had to take in the back and wipe the spit up off of from all those babies that he held to dedicate. But on this day, this defining day, he looked down into the face of the Messiah and he said it was the apex moment of his life. It was the defining headline moment. In fact, when it was over, he said, Lord, you can just take me on home now because I've been able to dedicate to the Lord the Messiah that's going to take away the sins of the world forever. Listen, I want you to know you're sitting in this room today and maybe life seems dull and routine and boring, but God can change your very existence. He can change everything in your life with just one five-minute conversation it can take place. No place can I find this defining day experience uh, quite like what I see in the book of Ruth. The book of Ruth starts off, with, uh, with a man leaving his home country and going to a foreign country to, to survive a famine that's going on in his own country. And so he leaves the confines of the comfortable and goes and takes his wife and his sons to a neighboring country. While there, uh, his sons, not wanting to wait to get married, they marry Moabite women, this country of Moab and And while he's there, things go from bad to worse for Naomi, his wife. Because not only does the man die, but the two sons die, leaving three widows in a strange country. Listen, this is not a day you'd want to be living in as a woman, as a widow. Because it was cruel. It was a cruel time to be a woman in those days. And the plan was that Naomi, the mother who had lost a husband, would get married again to somebody, have kids, those boys would grow up, and then, then the, the, the women that were left as widows as her daughter-in-laws would marry them. Uh, who wants to be part of that kind of plan? I mean, uh, so she tells her daughter-in-laws, I'm, I'm going back home, and I, I just advise you to stay here, and you find you some new husbands and get be part of a new family, and one of them says, okay, and kisses her goodbye. The other one says, no, I'm going with you. I have fallen in love with you, and I am going where you go. I'm going to go, and your people are going to be my people. Your God is going to be my God. I'm sticking with you. No promises of tomorrow. Uh, one stays. The other decides to go to a strange place, and, and uh, Ruth leaves the comfort of what she has known her entire life to go to a strange country. This little immigrant girl arrives home, and they get back there, and people are looking. It's been, I think, eight or ten years that Naomi has been gone, and they looked at her, and it wasn't Norman Vincent Peale. Come on, you look great. Come on. They looked at her and said, my God, what has happened to this woman in such a short period of time? Look at that gray hair, and look at those wrinkles. Life has been hard for Naomi. In fact, she even told him, call me Mara because the Almighty has made my life very bitter. And she puts her life in survival mode. She just is going to hang on to see what happens. But all of a sudden, God begins to put things in place that's going to change her life and Ruth's life and the rest of the world forever. One day. Let me give you four things to consider when we talk about one-day experiences. Number one, they often happen in the middle of ordinary. I love how oftentimes the scripture paints such poignant moments 
with such a dull paint color. You've often missed the importance of what is happening because it seems so lackluster. Doesn't seem like anything happened is happening. You're just marking time. You're just doing what you're supposed to do. You're just surviving. You're just getting by. There's no blinding lights, fireworks, neon signs flashing, no indication that something important is on the horizon. Ruth just tells her mother-in-law, I'm going out to reap. There's a, a Jewish law that says I can go into the fields even as an immigrant and they'll leave a little in the corners for me to glean. Little did she know as she entered into that field that this day is going to change everything. She stumbles into the field of uh, a part of a family that was hers, a man by the name of Boaz. And the scripture says it this way, she went and gleaned in the field after the reapers, and she, I love this, she happened to come to the part of the field belonging to Boaz, who was of the family of Elimelech. That was her father-in-law that had passed. King James Version, I love, says, her hat was to light on a part of the field belonging to Boaz, like it just kind of accidentally happened. But no, God is up to some really cool things, and he's arranging the pieces, and she stumbles out into this field, and her life changes forever in a day. Listen, this guy is going to see things happen with her, Let me tell you something today. Listen carefully to me. In the middle of what looks like ordinary in your life, another Monday, another Thursday, another Saturday, all of a sudden there will be an encounter with somebody. There will be a conversation with somebody and a ministry idea that God has given you, a business idea God has given you will come to fruition. And at that exact time, God will mesh the pieces together and your destiny will be formed in front of your eyes. Listen, let me tell you one quick story. I told the story of of, of Phillips, Craig, and Dean first service, but I love this story. I love the music stories because that's kind of where where I reside. But there was a guy as a recording artist in Nashville. He'd never really hit big. He was just doing his thing and writing songs and trying to make it. His record company came to him in the Christian music business and said, you know, your last album didn't do too well. Goodbye. We love you. Sure, you got some good years left. Have a good life. And so he's struggling to try to find out what his next step is going to be. God puts him with a producer. They managed to put together about $30,000 for a little budget on an album, which I want to tell you is not much when you're, when you're making an album in Nashville. It's not a lot of money. But somewhere in the mix, God gave him a song. God gave him a song to sing. This story blows my mind. And although Christian radio didn't recognize the greatness of the song at the start, secular radio did. They started playing the song before Christian radio started playing it. The next thing you know, Christian radio is going, what in the world is going on? This guy didn't. He used to sing on Christian radio. What is going on? The next thing you know, Bob Carlisle is singing Butterfly Kisses on Oprah Winfrey's show. And it goes number one in the secular charts before it goes number one on the Christian charts. 
And the record company president of the one that let him go and said goodbye, have a good life, is sitting at the next Dove Awards when his president leans over to him and said, did we used to have him as an artist? Yes, we did. He kind of slipped through our grasp. Butterfly kisses, six million albums sold. God can change everything in a day. It doesn't matter who's against you or who's for you. When God says, I'm getting ready to exalt you, you're going up, baby. (laughs) Butterfly kisses. They often happen one-day experiences as a result of the people God placed around us. The pieces came together in this story. Naomi, Boaz, a servant of Boaz. Read this story this week. Have you, ever, have you ever noticed how God can orchestrate meetings and bring people into your life, people who become the cogs and the gears of the machinery of God to see things happen in your life? Can you look back and see how your steps have been ordered of God like the scripture says they're ordained to be if you love Him and are called according to His purpose? God will bring the people into your life at just the right time. That's why you can't ever afford to ignore somebody or treat somebody less than they deserve to be treated. It could be that person you run into at the grocery store or the, the person that's waiting on you at Chili's and giving you that hamburger. Somebody that God has brought into your life for that time to see something incredible happen. I got to hurry. Third, they often happen in spite of what we perceive as our shortcomings. Back to the story of Ruth. Ruth is gleaning just out there working hard, giving it her best. And on her one day, Boaz, the owner, the one that owns it all, decides I'm going to take a little trip to the field today and check on the workers down there. And as he's passing by, he looks over and sees the little girl over there gleaning. And he's like, hmm, who is that? He calls over the supervisor. Who's that girl over there? Well, that's Naomi. She's back. She brought this girl with her. Hmm, that's nice. He goes over there to her. I can imagine as she sees him coming, she's thinking, oh my God, he's coming over here. I hope I haven't done something wrong to offend the man. What's going on? And he walks over there and says, hey, baby. This is the Dean version here. It's not even a message paraphrase, all right? This is, I like you. I tell you what, I want to I make a little deal with you right now. Let's just agree that you're not going to anybody else's fields during this, re- this season of harvest, that you're going to come here every day. And I'm going to instruct these boys to leave you a whole lot on purpose so that every day when you go home, your sack is going to be full. Okay, baby? Read it this week. And then he says, by the way, can you join me for lunch? She goes to lunch. They got bread and wine, baby. You think he's not moving fast? I'm telling you, he's a, he's, he's a man on the move and on a mission. Listen, it just takes that long for God to change the circumstances of your life. You're going this way, and all of a sudden, you're going this way. And this poor little old girl, this is all she can think of, Ruth 2.10. At this, she bowed with her face to the ground and asked him, Why have I found such favor in your eyes that you notice me? A foreigner, an immigrant. That's all she could see in herself was just a little immigrant girl. But listen, 
Boaz saw something far more. And listen, God, when he looks at you, looks past all the shortcomings, the faults and the failures and all those things you see in your life. And he sees your finished work of God through the eyes of grace. God sees what you can be. Come on, you ought to clap your hands about that today. Little old boy, cotton-haired, big-eared boy that used to sit down and play the piano for my mom and dad. That's me I'm talking about. My mom told me one time, honey, you're going to sing for presidents. I was just grinning. I couldn't. All I could do was Howard Goodman and Floyd Kramer. You remember that, Rex? That's about all I could do on the piano. I got to call my mom not too many years ago and say, Mom, you remember me telling you telling me years ago that I was going to sing for presidents? I sang for President Bush today. I didn't tell her that it was God Bless America at the seventh inning stretch at a Ranger game, and he just happened to be sitting over there. God has blessed this boy. We've sang in 49 of the 50 states of the United States everywhere but Rhode Island. And I don't even know if there's people in that state or we'd go there. But listen, God can lift you up and out and into your destiny because he sees what you can be through the eyes of grace. I'm finishing. Number four. They always happen. Your one-day moments always happen so you can become a one-day person for somebody else. Always. He's not going to pour stuff into your life and to bless you so you can be a big old fat hog. (laughs) Sit up at the table and just eat like a big old... He gives to you. He gives blessings to you so he can get blessings through you to other people. You hearing me today? That's why I'm excited when I hear you talk about one, the one campaign. Lord and heaven, this goes together good. And I didn't even know y'all were doing that. And I walk in here today and I'm hearing about your one campaign. You know why that's happening? Because God is about to give you the opportunity to pour into something that two generations from now will be blessing your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren. Somebody's going to walk in here out of Austin, Texas, from the University of Texas College and sit in these pews, and an agnostic is going to find Jesus to be real and warm in their life. They're going to find something that transforms their life forever. And it's your faith and your contribution. Randy, where are you? I will preach until I hear music. Listen, there's four guys in the New Testament that took their buddy to see Jesus because they knew Jesus could heal him. We don't have any indication that little crippled man knew what was going on at all. It could be they just showed up and each got a corner and said, you're going with us, buddy. What's he going to do? No, I'm not. They hauled him. The scripture says they got to where they were going. 
and the crowd was packed in the place. So they gave up and went back home. Are you listening? That didn't happen. All right, I'm just checking to see if you're listening. They went up to the roof. You seen those farmers insurance commercials? We've covered that. I'm wondering if they've covered one like this, where four guys got on the roof, ripped a hole in the roof to let a guy down through to see Jesus. But that's what they did. And Jesus, when he saw them, said this. Read it if you don't believe me. When he saw their faith, not the crippled man's faith, when he saw their faith, I don't even know if the crippled man knew why he was there. When he saw their faith, he said, this is going to be a day that changes your life forever. Somebody in this building, because of your contribution, because of your faith, because of what you do for somebody else, you are going to be the one-day experience that changes somebody's destiny forever. Get on your feet right now and applaud the Lord in this house. Put your hands together. Say, God, I want to be a one day for somebody. Every head bowed and every eye closed. I don't know about you, but I don't want to live my life and get to the end and know that I haven't impacted somebody for the gospel. I want to see somebody changed because God used the gifts in me. And your gifts are different than my gifts. I don't know what your gifts are, but God does. And He designed you perfectly so that you can be a one day for somebody else. Maybe there's healing in your hands. Maybe there's gifts in your hands. Maybe there's the gift of card writing in your hands where you reach out and send a card to somebody or you send a text. A friend of mine told me the other day that every morning he starts his morning by sending encouraging texts to 10 people in his contact list. How are you going to change somebody and let your life become a one-day experience for somebody else? Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I bless this incredible church, CLC God. I speak the divine hand of God to rest upon it. Not just as a church, but as individuals in this church that you birth businesses out of this house, God. That you birth ideas, innovative ideas. That you birth uh, ministries, God, out of this house. Parachurch ministries, God. That you see incredible things happen as a result of a church that has dedicated itself to be seeing lives transformed by the power of Jesus Christ. And we surrender ourselves to you in Jesus' name. Everybody say in Jesus' name.